Hello football fans and welcome to View from the Sideline podcast. We're back after the international break with all the action from the weekend where Norwich have put themselves in contention to win the Premier League. There were big wins for Chelsea and Spurs, United halt their slump and Arsenal are stung at Vicarage Road. We've got all the action from the EFL and Pete has a double header this week with his teaser and also being our guest in the predictions challenge. We pledge our allegiance to Runcorn Town in our new FA Cup feature and Chris has some stats in the wonders of white. Lots to go through this week, so let's get started. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 5 of our new season of View from the Sideline podcast. Uh, we're back after a week off, after the international break, all uh, refreshed, relaxed and ready to go. And that's just you, Chris, I hope. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, I've uh, enjoyed some good results over um, the period that we've been away, so happy boy at the moment. Maybe we should Maybe. do it more often. Uh, I might not in say two hours time no we'll see how see how that goes yeah so we've got the first first round of the group stages for the champions league matches uh this evening so there's two going on at the moment uh pretty near the end actually i well, think in milan in milan just you. scored in the 93rd minute so they okay realizing it's lovely prague and then we've got uh, one all Leon, Leon one all. Yeah. yeah, so just comes to the end. But Chelsea have got Valencia. Uh so kicks off in around fifteen minutes. So we'll uh we'll keep you up to date with that. Um so lots to get through this week, Chris. So we'll yeah, dive nice. straight into um straight into Pete's teaser. So what have you got for us this week, Pete? Okay, Rich. This week's question. Since Matt Busby in 1969, how many permanent managers have there been at Manchester United? This does not include Busby. He also took temporary charge in 1971, I believe. And it does not include Ryan Giggs or Jimmy Murphy, who are both caretaker managers. How many permanent managers have there been at United since 1969? Okay, um, mm. I think our record's going to go. I've, I've not got a clue. This is going to be a guessing thing. I think. This... I, I'm trying to think how many years. Well, consider, yeah, consider I've Because that will take out a I was about to say, he was jump. literally, of my lifetime, I think he was at United for half of my lifetime. So, yeah. We'll give it a go. We'll yeah. give it a go. You never know. But we're, we're four for four so far this season. But this could be a... This could be a banana skin for us. So we're going to get we're going to get straight into the Premier League review uh, because there's lots to talk about. Lots happened at the weekend, um, and I think there's only one place to start. Really, we're going to go to Carra Road. I don't think anyone saw this coming. I think Norwich no. was something like twenty-two to one. Yeah, so it was three to three two win. It was a surprise win. I think um, I saw. I didn't see the first half of those. I saw the first half on match today, but I watched the second half live. Um, really, really strange to see City defending so poorly, um, especially on Monday. Um, and I think it, it does, you know, the, the question has to be asked. Obviously, with Laporte out until I think they've said, is it February? I think it's far as is it February? Yeah, I, I think I think it's early in the new year. I think yeah, I, I, I heard it, January, but it's you know it it did on that on that performance. Um, you know, teams will see that, and they will definitely see a weakness in that defence now. Um, cover wise, they haven't really, um, other than Stones and and Otamendi, um, I don't think they've really got anyone else of any experience. Um, at centre, I know Carl Walker can probably play centre back if they were to move to a back three. But um, yeah, it was surprising. Oh, Monday for the, the third goal as well. It, it, what was going on? Like, I don't uh, like these short goal kicks. They, they really, of course, they, so I, I really, I really don't like them. I, I, I can't see why teams aren't just sort of putting it long. They, they've done that for years and years it, and years, yeah. season after season. 
but now we seem to teams want to seem to sort just of play out from the back. Seems to be the norm now, doesn't it? That, that's it how makes you me get... un, it makes me uncomfortable because oh, it's yeah, just it's Chelsea, just waiting yeah. for a mistake. <laughs> yeah, when I, yeah, when you watch it, I would say that I felt that Man City were quite naive um, in the fact that I think that they underestimated Norwich quite a bit um, going into the game. And and to be fair, Norwich. You know, they have put in some really good performances this season. You know, even against Chelsea, you know, they lost the game. But, you know, they were in the game for the majority of the game. Second half of the Liverpool game, they were really good as well. So, I, you know, uh, you know, three points for that. That's a massive win for them as well. I mean, I, I think I think it's, it's more of an upset because I, I, I think with Liverpool as well, you almost expect City and Liverpool to win every game that they play. Apart from maybe when they play each other, obviously someone's got to lose. But the, the, I mean, they're the, the sort of almost like the, the toss of a coin game. Um, but Norwich are in in the Premier League, and they're deservedly in the Premier League. So, so based on that, I mean, any team can beat anybody. Yeah. I, I do think Laporte is is a, is a massive miss for them. I, I know you mentioned Stones and Otamendi. I think Fernandinho can can move back one to to play at centre half if needed. Um, John, John Stones is a fifty million pound international defender. Who I mean, I'm pretty sure he played every game for England at the World Cup. So no sort of mug that that sort of shouldn't be in 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 a starting Premier League side. Otamendi, I'm, I'm I'm maybe not so sure about. It, it it takes me back to the summer when Guardiola said that they couldn't afford Harry Maguire. Now, I mean. The, Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, they're one of the richest clubs on the planet, so I'm not sure yeah, that I'm it's sure. a case where they yeah. can't afford 80 million, I, 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 unless it's something to do with financial fair play. But, but the, the thing that I, I wasn't 100% sure about with this game, and I think it's probably more apparent after the after the game and with the result, is why De Bruyne was on the bench, considering how well he's been playing. Yeah, I don't know whether it's to re- yeah. I don't know if it's to rest him or whether they did underestimate Norwich. I mean, the, the the players that City have got in their squad should, in inverted commas, should be should good have. enough to beat exactly. Norwich. But the 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 form he's in. He'd be the first name on the team sheet for me. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's more of a case of going, well, let's try and get 2-0 up, 3-0 up, then bring him off, rather than not starting him and then expecting him to come on and change it. A huge huge credit to Norwich as well. They, They defended towards the end of the game. You know, they were... they they. Well, well, outstanding at defending, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, and they they took their chances, and I think that uh, I I'm all for. I know we've been talking about City, but I think it should be about let's give the credit to Norwich, credit where it's due. Yeah. But a lot of the talk is around that there was there was a guy called Nigel at the weekend who phoned up on a on a football phone and who wanted Guardiola out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just honestly. It's, uh, I think they, I yeah. think they thought it was a prank, but um, yeah, it's just silly. And a fantastic win for Norwich, yeah, an absolute, and it's it's not great. I, I still think City are in the title personally because there is a long, long way to go. Oh yeah, five, um, five and six games. It's, in. it's one of those matches. I'm sure at some point in the season, Liverpool will lose a game. Everybody expects them to Sunday. win. But, Sunday. Night. <laughs> they got no, they've got Chelsea, yeah. Okay, speaking of which, yeah. a good segue. So yeah. we'll 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 head to Molyneux, Wolves, Chelsea. Bit of a goal fest. Oh, yeah. I know you've got I know you've got a lot to say, Chris, on this one. So uh I'll I'll, I'll let you take it from yeah, here. But, you know, it's not, not every every you know weekend you're gonna see your team score five goals, let alone away from home. I know Wolves are struggling a bit, you know with rotation of their team with the Europa League coming up as well. Um, but I was really, really impressed with the performance overall. Um, and obviously the blog that we put out last week, um, I did mention in there that how key the young players would be this season. And I think, you know, it kind of highlighted that on uh, on Saturday. Um, I know, again, you know, questions were asked where the goals are going to come from, but Tammy Abraham 
seems to be putting that debate to bed at the moment. You know what? You know a, a great the third goal he scored. You know it's exactly what you want to see from your striker taking on the defender, bit of pace and, and a really nice finish. I, got, uh, I just got a quick question the other way though, Chris. They yeah. are conceding a lot of goals. Yeah, I was getting on to that. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. You can tell we haven't spoke before. Yeah. We've done this. Still, uh, still. Obviously, there is a question on the defence. Obviously, conceding the two goals, you know, they weren't great goals to concede. Obviously, one of them was a known goal, um, Abraham again. Um, and obviously, the, the, their second goal, again, was a bit of a mistake at the back. But second honest, highest, it's the second highest goals conceded in the league, just if you've behind Norwich. Goals, I ain't that concerned, to be honest with you. I, I'm... Oh, you're uh, going down the you score three, we'll score four route. Yeah, yeah, that's for Chelsea right. this season. Tamori's goal for a centre back was um, was was something quite special as well. But did I think he mean that? Did, was it a shot uh, or was it a whipped in cross? I think it looked it, from the way he hits it. I think it's a whipped cross, but I think the keeper you know, seems hugely out of position because yeah. I mean it's not as if it's in the corner really. Uh, um, yeah, but, but a good goal, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I'd I just, say I meant it if I scored it. Yeah, obviously, we had May United first game of the season. We lost 4-0. So, I think Sunday's game against Liverpool, I think I think you'll you'll be able to kind of see now how we will do against these big clubs. Now that the team is sort of gelled together, we've had five games together now, you'll be able to see if we can compete with, with Man City and Liverpool, which I don't think, in the season overall, I don't think we will. But, you know, just, just going on Sunday's game, see if we can give them a game or whether we just sit back and let them attack, which is the, totally the wrong thing to do. But you never know. Where, where do we stand on Pulisic? Because he was the almost like the saving grace because of the transfer ban, the, the big signing joined in January yeah. was a replacement for Hazard. And he doesn't seem to have sort of set the league alike, but is that because the others are performing well, better than we thought? Yeah, I think he's slightly being overshadowed by, you know, by Abraham and, and, and Mount, especially, I don't think anyone really expected Mount to have this much game time than, you know, what he's actually He's, he's been really impressive. It, yeah, he's been really, really good. I think that's, I know Abraham's been scoring a lot of goals, but you know Mount, I think is probably the best player we we've so far this season for us. And he changed it slightly as well, formation-wise. We played three at the back um, on uh, Saturday, and Lampard did say after the game he wants his you know he wants his team to be able to rotate formations to to suit you know how. You know the game that they've got next. I see Wolves played with three at the back as well, so we kind of mirrored it, mirror image the uh, formation. But no, I was, I was pretty happy. I uh, can't, can't. I know we conceded twice, but I was very happy. I, I think it's a, a going to Wolves and getting three points is is a decent result. And the way, I hate to say it, but the way the way Chelsea did it, I think credit where it's due. Just, just quickly, from a Wolves perspective, so still yet to win a game yeah. this season, which Strange, I is really but surprising. You look at that um, last year, exactly the same position. Yeah, so that's the. I know we mentioned it uh, on the last podcast, but so they've won every Europa League game they've played, um, but are yet to win a league game. So. Um, I think they've got three points from the five games. I think that's three draws and then yeah, the, three that's draws. their second defeat in, on the trot. So, um, which is, I, I know, I'm, I'm sure they'll be fine. I don't think that we'll, no, I think we'll, we'll, we'll put Wolves in sort of a relegation conversation, but they've got to start winning at some, at some point. Um, so, speaking of a team that needed a win, Old Trafford, Man United v Leicester. Um, yeah. I get the... F- Feeling well. I mean, going into the game for me, it was it was certainly more about the result than it was the performance. I think that United and Solskjaer have been getting quite a lot of stick lately, Um, and especially playing Leicester, albeit at home, because I think the whole Old Trafford being a fortress has has almost sort of. I don't think that it doesn't really (laughs) exist anymore. And I think that like the way Leicester have been playing, I think Leicester were a lot of people's favourites to win that going into the game. Um, And I I thought 
I thought both teams were a bit disappointing, to be honest. I thought Leicester, it's almost as, as if Leicester dropped a level. Um, and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have necessarily said United thoroughly deserved the win. I mean, I thought it was quite an even game, to be honest. Leicester the game, had their chances, yeah. United had their chances. I'm not sure. Sh- it was the the penalty as well. I'm not I'm not wholly convinced it was a penalty, but I think it depends what the first support. time I watched it. I think <laughs> yeah. Or the, the the more times I watch it, the more sort of I'm in a bit of a grey place with it about whether it was actually a penalty. Uh, or not. Well, yeah, well, I agree with you. I thought I thought the game itself was quite poor, um, but I just I can't help but think obviously with the players that United were missing that you know Leicester I don't think you know any team you know I think they they won't have a better chance at beating Man United at Old Trafford than what they did on Saturday I think you know they were missing some key players Man United and like you said I think Leicester took a step down which you know which is a bit a bit strange you know they didn't they oh, this is probably their worst performance so far this season, but you know, I think it's, I they they were ju- they were just getting into a good run of form as well, Leicester. Um, yeah. But I mean, I don't I don't think we can. There's a lot of talk at the moment, especially this season, where where sort of opinions are being based on one game rather than sort of the overall I mean if you look at Leicester's five games so far I mean they're currently sitting fifth in the table I was about to say they're both Chelsea <laughs> yeah I mean so dis- disappointing for Leicester but I, I think from I'm sure from, they'll get over it oh, I don't, yeah, yeah from what we're saying about it the, the, it was the result rather than the performance which was more important for United than I kind of I mean it was settled by a single penalty within the sort of first six or seven minutes so it was just that sort of game, really. Uh, but three points, nonetheless. Leicester United, they'll they'll move on. I'm sure they'll keep getting criticism, mm-hmm. but all all they can do is is try and win matches. Um, so down to Spurs, Spurs Palace. Uh, guess I better take this one. Uh, so for me personally, I think there was there, there were some positives and some niggly negatives. Negatives. Uh, I'll start with the positives. I, think, I thought Serge Aurier very, very well. I thought, considering it's his first start of the season, um, there's been a lot of talk at Spurs with, with regards to the right back with Trippier going. Uh, Walker Peters started the season in that position, yeah. but he's 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 injured. Um, and I know at Arsenal, so the last game before the international break, Poch played. Davison Sanchez at right back, which and Aurier was on the bench, and I, I, me for one, I was certainly saying that I think Aurier should have been playing because he's he's not the best right back in the world, but I think he's good enough. I think he's good enough to be an our starting eleven. I didn't realize how young he was. He's only twenty six. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's had a bit of a career, and he, he did want to leave in the summer by all accounts. Well, I heard. And, yeah, I did hear that after the game that. It cropped up. So I, I mean, I'm glad he stayed. To be honest, I'm, I'm glad oh, yeah. he stayed. With your injuries, I, I think. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not helping. I mean, just with Walker Peters, I, I think he's the sort of player that he needs a decent run in the side to improve and to get that that experience um, of regular first team football. And I think he's a decent player. But if I had to pick between the two, I'd go Aurier. Without a doubt. Um, another bonus for me was the clean sheet. So it's the first clean sheet Spurs have kept this season. Um, well, I think, and then I, I think, think... Carry on. No, I was just, just going to say, like you mentioned, with the injuries. So the Celso's now out till the end of October, which is which is a, a big blow for Spurs, really. I know he was sort of still finding his feet in the Premier League, but... That that doesn't help. And Dombele was back, so he started on the bench, but did get some minutes towards the end of the match, which was good. Um, Deli Ali, he was on the bench, but but he didn't get on during the match. But I think that if you think Lacelso and Dombele coming back, uh, we've got Deli Ali, we've got Davison Sanchez, we've got Lacelso. I think 
from a squad perspective, when when they're all fit and when they're all firing, I think it looks pretty good for Spurs. The only the only slight thing that I found a bit disappointing, and it sounds quite greedy, really, when you're four 0 up at half time, <laughs> is uh, I was a bit disappointed they didn't sort of push in the second half. Well, this I'm is not, yeah. This is. I'm not point, saying they didn't yeah. try, but. I would have liked to have seen them try to get six or seven, and that sounds awful against Palace because I quite like Palace. But I would have liked to have seen them push on. Yeah, I thought that was the only rubber stamp it. The only sort of positive for Palace was that they actually came out in the second half and they were, uh, you know, a lot better than what they were definitely first half, kind of. But uh, it was it was strange to see that you you kind of they just couldn't let off been, the... they couldn't have been much worse though. Yeah. Really. You kind of let off the gas, kind of second half, and it was more sort of pass and move rather than trying to work too much into the box. You had chances second half, but yeah, just I just, not... it just would have been nice to yeah. when you're four 0 up at half time. I mean, there's always a tendency to sort of you just take yourself though, off the you? pedal. But, yeah, um, I think I mean Spurs go into a run of four games. Uh, in the league, so obviously we've got Champions League in there now and, and the EFL Cup, but we're away to Leicester, home to Saints, away to Brighton, home to Watford. Then, 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 then we're then we're at Liverpool, sort of towards the end of October. But and you can't take anything for granted in this league. But I'd certainly say that there are four matches that Spurs should be looking should, to win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so if we were to take maximum points, or even ten points from those from those twelve available, you'd. You'd be pretty happy, but a win's a win, four nil. And the, the other, just quickly, the other thing with Spurs I'm liking at the moment is that there's a lot, there's varied goal scorers. So Ericsson's chipped in, Lamella's getting a few, Son's getting a few, Kane's still scoring. Fort Winks had think, a good game which, as well, which I, I think bodes well. I forgot to say, no, yeah, yeah, Fort Winks yeah. had a good game as well. Because yeah. I think the thing is when Lacelso and Deli Ali come back into the, the team. I'm assuming that he's it will be Winks that will be dropping out of the, the team. Well, it'd be interesting because I mean, he, he does like Harry Winks, so yeah. um, it would be a bit harsh on him to be honest if he was dropped. But uh, we'll move on. So we'll go to uh, Vicarage Road, Watford, Arsenal. The game of two hits. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This is yeah. I'll just start on the short goal kick because it, it it literally scares me. I don't I don't like it at all. Just get rid of it. Just get rid of it. I mean, it was it was pretty horrendous. Um, the, the mistake, and I think if you're an Arsenal, I mean, there were so many angry Arsenal fans at the weekend, and I don't blame them really. Um, but this is almost a little bit like the Norwich one. I think we've got to praise Watford and how well oh, they played. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's the newish manager bounce. I was about to say, are you surprised that they sacked, sacked their manager? Not really. Not hugely. I, 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 I agree with... that they brought in Kike Forrest again. Are you surprised that... That, that, that surprises me a little bit. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of with a, a lot of the Watford fans. With the, the, the sacking of Javi Grazio is... is, is it's not just this season. The back end of last season, really? they were terrible. Um, and I almost think it's like, well, we'll give him... Because a lot of people are saying well, it's three or four games, you can't sack him. But it, I don't feel that it is the three or uh, four it games. It all happened so. pretty quick, though, getting the new manager in. So whether it was all sort well, of... I, I did read this week that apparently it was agreed before the Newcastle match. So... The Newcastle match, win, lose or draw, he he was going. So, oh, right. <laughs> um, how, how true yeah. that is or not, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not that in with the with the backroom people at Watford. But, but it's, it's just what I heard. Um, David Luiz. <laughs> he is he is quality. He he's quality for a bit of a giggle, isn't he, David Luiz? I I you know at the stage of the game where it was at, and to to. To stick your leg out inside the box, I just it just 
it just baffles me. It, uh, it baffles me more that he tried to say that it was outside the box or he didn't touch. I don't know what he was protesting, whether he was protesting. He said it was outside the box. It clearly wasn't. And it was clearly a foul. So, I think we've got to be careful as actually branding him as a defender going forward because I'm not, I'm not sure he is a defender. I just, yeah. Um, you see the mistakes like that because obviously, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty much cost them the three points. I think that. So, but, like you said, fair you play boys must be rubbing your hands at getting yeah, eight yeah. million. Boring. So you know, Watford played extremely well second half, and they had some like twenty odd shots as well. I think. Yeah, the they should. Game. They should have won they, it in the end. They, I think they should. They, they, yeah. they had a couple of decent chances to win it. I just got one. Just want to know what you think about this, Chris, because there was a lot of hype about him when Arsenal signed him. They smashed their transfer record to get him. Are you talking about Pepe? Pepe yeah. Right? With Lacazette and Aubameyang, I mean, the three of them, frankly, would, would put the fear of death in me as a defender. It's just the pace um, Can you imagine what their training must be like? Those three against David Luiz, that'd be pretty interesting <laughs> to watch. <laughs> he, probably just, he probably just takes them all out. Or so, yeah, but... but he... I think he... I don't, I, don't, I don't think he's playing badly, but he's come with this reputation. I think... I might be wrong, but the in in Liga last year he was only second in goals and assists to Mbappe. He scored a lot of goals. He's not he's not an out and out striker either, is he? He's no more a winger. So, but I think he's yeah. come over with that with, with that reputation, reputation of goals, being a yeah. goal scorer. Yeah. So I'm not sure whether based on that we we say he's having a poor start to the season when he costs seventy odd million. Say, really, because it's. I think he'll you know, come like, good, but I'm yeah. not sure what we're expect. What 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 is to be expected? The thing is, when they him. play, when they play Lacazette and Aubameyang together, it it's hard to tell whether they play two up top or they play a, a three going forward, and and Lacazette, you know, kind of drifts out wide. But I, it's hard, really, because I think he Pepe's so used to playing that as a, as a winger. You know, I think. I, I think, think they've got the, the as well. But there's so much pace between the three of them that, and they they could all play in either of the front three positions. I mean, I almost see Abamyang and Pepe as the out on the flanks, if you like, with with Abamyangs with, with both of their paces. Really, I, I see Lacazette yeah. as more as like the the traditional number nine, but. Scoring goals for fun, but you're you're going to be annoyed as an as an Arsenal fan, and and as a Watford fan, if you take that second half performance, I, I think they're away at City next week, which isn't ideal. Um, but they're they're getting these they're getting these games out of the way, I guess. But yeah. I think Watford would be a bit disappointed not to win it in the end, really. Um, but we'll move on to Anfield, Liverpool, Newcastle. No offense to Liverpool or Newcastle fans, but I think. We can sort of just skim over this. It's just becoming a bit boring with Liverpool just just winning. Even when they went one nil down, I I saw the score when it was one nil, and I thought I didn't think to myself, "Oh, we could be on for an upset here." Mm. It's almost just a matter of time before Liverpool scored. So, did you think that VAR missed the penalty on Matip? In uh, when he was brought down, yeah, I do, yeah. And then, yes. do you think VAR missed Shah's tackle, which is two footed and off the the ground? I thought that was a, I thought that was a red card as well. Yes, VAR. Um, I'm jogging my memory. Let yes, stuff down a little bit. But other than that, it like you said, it's it's it, you know Liverpool are going to score. There's no doubt that they are going to score when you've got you know. I know Origi started. Origi started. He came off injured, didn't he? Yeah, Which is he did. Yeah. For him. Obviously, because I'm assuming he started because Firmino was away in the week. Yeah, but I mean, he came on and he was just that, t- that different touch, class. The, the third goal for Salah, that touch he did, kind of the back heel kind of step fit. I just. This is where it's where there's a difference for me, and I know we spoke about this last time as well, but. United unable to break Saints down and Spurs unable to break Newcastle down. You just knew Liverpool were going to score. Do you think, right, this is this might sound a bit crazy, but do you think at this time, at the moment, that Firmino, Mane and Salah 
are the best top three going in the world together? Probably. Because you've got, I know you've Probably. got PSG, you've got Cavani and Mbappe and Neymar, but they ain't performing very well at the moment. You know, no, I mean, I think I think there's a difference between on form and names. If, if you if you put those three names, I think you're hard pressed to beat that. I mean, I suppose even at Barca, Griezmann and Messi, but or Suarez. I mean, that's I was thinking of uh, Dembele, but yeah, I mean, on form they've got to be. I, I, the the thing I like about those three, and I know that we've we've sort of given our view on on who we think are the most important out of the three years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But every, every single week, it's a different one of them. Yeah. And I think that's brilliant. There was a, there was a, a, a good discussion over the weekend about Raheem Sterling and the form he's in for, for club and country. And if you were a Liverpool fan, not necessarily taking him back, because, I mean, I know there was a bit of bad blood when he left, but... It, it, the form he's in, which one of the current Liverpool front three would you take, would out, you take out to put oh. Sterling in? And the, a lot of people were saying that the only one you could realistically take out was Mane. No. But for, for me, nah. he's the one that's the most important. But I'd say Salah. This w- is going to sound really bad. But, but would you Salah. do it? Would you know. even do it? I don't know. Would you take any of them out to put him in? I'm not sure. I'm not sure that you a lot of people have, you would. You just have to squeeze him in somewhere. I think. Take, Why take though? Midfield out and just. I don't know if you, you know. would. I think they're that good. No. I think they're that they good. They are that good at the moment. But but I do think that I think that City have got their injury at the moment, and I'm pretty sure at some point Liverpool will have that injury as well. It just depends who it is. And to what extent it has an impact on them, but three points—you—you you kind of—you—you you, you almost expect it. Um, but there you go, there you go. Five points clear after five games. I mean, will they lose at some point? I mean, Arsenal have done it. That, I guess that's the question. <laughs> You're putting a lot of eggs in in your basket for Sunday. Uh, so Sheffield United v Southampton. Um, I think it's I think it's a great a great win for Saints and a lot of talk was around Saints being a bit shaky at the at the back so they're undefeated in their last three games now and only conceding one goal which was the the home game against United mm. so they've gone away to Brighton and won without conceding and done the same at Sheffield United um, they... I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty good. Oh, I think yeah, we yeah. Certainly, give them the credit you, for it. What did you think of the sending off for Billy Sharp? Yeah, I thought red. it was. A, yeah, I thought it you, was. You think it was? His foot was yeah, fine, They on, uh, on stud of... showing. I, I yeah. think the only the the only thing that made me sway slightly was there some there were some fans over the weekend saying that there were a couple of not similar challenges, but a couple of. Yeah, bookable challenges it that were going one, in yeah. on the Sheffield United players, yeah. but the ref was it was a free kick and no further action. And I think maybe it was refereed a bit inconsistently, but I, th- I think he's got to go for that. I so I, was, I, I don't. I thought it was a straight red, but some people have said that they didn't think it was. But which is, but it's, it's strange in that one for for sort of VAR because it picked up the. Uh, Sheffield United goal for offside. I think there was. I think obviously until it was freeze framed, you didn't. You maybe not realised it, but I think there was about six Sheffield United players in an off, offside position. Yeah, there were. Um, it it did its job, but I think it was a great goal. Great goal for Saints. Great individual. He took goal, it. He took it around three players, didn't he? It's a bit like Ricky another, Villa another, for Spurs. Another name. J- j- Gineppo, Gineppo, their manager's Dave. name is hard enough to say. Hassan Hoodle. <laughs> <laughs> it's the second bit, it's the Hoodle. I love it. Um, so, yeah, but a, a great win for Saints. I don't Decent. think you can take anything away from oh, especially no. the way Sheffield United are playing, the way they've been playing at home. I think credit where it's due. Good, a good win. Good win for Saints. Uh, and it puts them comfortably mid table in 10th. So. A de- decent start. Uh, Bournemouth Everton. Not sure what's going on at draw. Everton. I thought, was a, I thought this would be a draw. I thought before the game, but why? 
they've got a quality striker in this Mawase Keane guy. I just, he, I just don't think he's getting enough time. I just think he needs more game time than what he's getting. Um, but... I, I think that he 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 he's almost coming with a reputation as well. Yeah, that he was. He went through a phase where he was scoring in pretty much every game for Italy and and for Juventus, and um, I, I thought he would be an instant hit. But I think he's one of those ones where he's young. He's going to need a bit of time to adjust. You know, um, two, um, yeah, two good goals from Callum Wilson. You know that that will um, that will help his England chances as well. Because there's another. Am I right in thinking there's another international break in literally like three weeks' time? Yes, on the and then second, again in November, second, and then again in November yeah, second as well. week, second week of October, Jesus. I think it is. Do you? This is this is going to be. Tough. Do you think Tammy Abraham is going to get in that England squad this year? Yes, I think he'll be in the next one. You think he'll get it? You think I think will? if he gets another couple of goals between now and the international break, I think it's going to be so difficult. But then to, you take Wilson to out, not include him. Say. Is that is that Wilson well, out? I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, you're not I'm, going to take Kane or Rashford out. No, well, I mean so. Wilson's a good player. I mean, he, he's. I've, I've read today he's linked with United in the in the uh, January yeah. window. But I, I saw suppose a lot of people Rogers also will, but... said that don't. Don't put it past Jamie Vardy not to come out of retirement as well. No, and I'd agree with that. But I think if you if you're looking at it from from Tammy Abraham or Callum Wilson, there's I mean Gareth Southgate's not afraid of leaving people out like oh, Kyle no. Walker, for yeah. example. So I, I don't think it's it's that far fetched to think that he might he he may leave Rashford out. Uh, I think Sterling Kane or Sancho might be a bit different, but Rashford's not setting the world alight at the moment so I mean why not but, yeah. but it should this... be down on, it should be down on form not on name yeah it should be but... yeah it absolutely should be and I think there was there was uh, although Musa King didn't didn't sort of I'm not sure if he came on in this one or not so Calvert-Lewin started didn't he yeah he did yeah um but for me, there's there's two things. I think if, if Everton have got serious top top six, top four ambitions, that the and no disrespect to Bournemouth, that they these are the games that they should be winning. Um, and the sort of wheels seem to come off a bit with Everton lately. So that they were being praised and rightly so for their clean sheets. I think they had eight clean sheets in ten games, and now they've gone last three games. They've let they've conceded seven. So. It's almost as if it's their. I always used to think that whenever I was doing a fantasy football, it would always I'd always be looking at the Everton back four with like Tim Howard, Leighton Baines, and stuff. And I thought they were always yeah. really solid at the back. And I think they still are, but they go, they go through these phases where they they just seem to sort of concede yeah. more goals than they should be, and. And they don't pick up points. I just thought they had quick, a decent start to the season. But... Just a quick update on the Chelsea game. Mason Mount's come off injured. We've cursed him. Coquelin. We've Coquelin. cursed him. Coquelin. It was a really nasty tackle, apparently, from him. So he got booked for it. But he tried to play on, but he's come off. So, so we're swaying back towards Liverpool for Sunday? No. He'll no. be back. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, so just two more games to go. Well, one yeah, really, because yeah, Villa yeah. West Ham's not not that eventful. So Brighton Burnley. Um, I think this this had a draw written all over it. Their their form is uh, very similar. So Brighton have not won in four since since getting three points on the opening day of the season, and in that time but they've only scored two they goals. Should, they should have won this game. That, I think they probably the should have the chances that they had, and the lack of chances that Burnley had, and then scored at the end. You know, you, I think you'd be a bit upset if you were a Brighton fan. But you've got you've got to put these chances away. They, yeah, yeah. Like I just I'm said, right, but they, they, but, they've yeah, they've scored right, but... they've they've scored two goals in the last four games without a victory. Um, and I know it's the same for Burnley. So, so Burnley's exactly the same: two points in the last four games, but they've only scored once. Um, and if you think the sort of start Ashley Barnes had, I just, I, Burnley are going to be happier than Brighton. 
because they've gone away. They've got a last-minute goal to get a point. Um, But two big games up next. Brighton go away to Newcastle and Burnley are at home to Norwich. So they're all in and around each other, these teams, when they're playing each other. They're almost uh, games you you don't want to be losing if you're one of those teams. So uh, lastly, on to last night's game. No real action apart from I didn't, the, two, I, the two Villa fans sort of having a bit of a square up. Really, that seemed to be seemed uh, to be the biggest talking point yeah, from it. But the, I mean, it, it it does get Villa out of the relegation zone. That yeah, point. but you know, West Ham went down to ten men. Villa should have should have gone on and and won that game. To be fair, I watched the second half, and to be, I didn't think it was the second yellow card either. To be fair, but you know, well, VAR can't do anything about that. So. No. Okay, so uh, that's the Premier League review. Um, lots of action, lots of goals, lots of talking points. So um, that about wraps it up for part one. So we've got a busy part two as well. So we've got the EFL review, so covering the championship through to League Two. We've still got our National League update with Yeovil Watch, who just can't stop winning at the moment. Um, quick update on the predictions challenge. Then we're going to talk you through our new FA Cup uh, feature. Uh, you may have seen it on social media. Uh, Chris will give us some stats in the Wonders of White, and then we'll uh, get Pete's teaser wrong. So we'll uh, see you in part two. Hello and welcome back to part two of View from the Sideline podcast. Uh, we're going to get right back into it. So we're going to go down into the championship. So at the weekend, uh, Leeds have moved back to the top of the table with a late 2-0 win away at Barnsley. The game seemed to be heading for a goalless draw into the 84th minute when Leeds got the opener. And then they quickly added a second from the penalty spot in the 89th minute. Uh, they've replaced Swansea at the top of the table after they fell to their first defeat of the season. They went down 1-0 at home to Forest. Charlton, they stay in third after losing at home to Birmingham. Bristol City and Preston have moved up to fourth and fifth, respectively, after both winning at the weekend. And West Brom, uh, they're in the final playoff place in sixth. They got a point in a one-all draw away at Fulham. Uh, And West Brom actually remain the only unbeaten side still in the championship. Uh, At the other end, Stoke and Huddersfield, they they remain rooted at the bottom after both losing at the weekend. Both teams still only have one point so far this season. And they're now four points adrift of Barnsley, who are in 22nd, who, as we said, lost to Leeds. Wigan are in 21st. They did manage to get a point in a two-all draw away at Hull. Uh, so Stoke and Huddersfield are the only two teams in the league yet to get a victory, which I find hugely surprising, really, considering in the last sort of 12, 24 months, both have been in the Premier League. Uh, so on to League One. Uh, there's lots of goals in League One at the weekend. There were seven teams in total who scored three or more goals. Coventry are top. They got a point in a nil-nil draw away at Burton. They're a point clear of Ipswich in second, who also drew. Uh, They drew nil-nil at home to Doncaster. Only two points separate the teams in the playoff places with Wickham third, despite losing 2-0 away at Gillingham. And Peterborough, who are in sixth, they picked up their fourth win in a row with a 6-0 win at home to Rochdale. Uh... At the bottom, Bolton, they still remain on minus 11 after another crushing defeat. They lost 6-1 away at Rotherham. They scored, though. They did. They did. They've they've conceded 23 goals in their six matches so far. So, I think as far as Bolton are concerned, as a football fan or as a Bolton fan, you've got to be happy that they're just still in existence, really. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to be really tough for them to claw to claw back that deficit. Southend they picked up their first point of the season in a free-all draw at home to Fleetwood. Despite taking the lead, they needed an 87th-minute equaliser to rescue their first point of the season. Wimbledon Wimbledon make up the final relegation place uh, and did pick up a point at the weekend in a one-all draw at home to Shrewsbury. 
So, on to League Two, Chris. Yeah. Uh, so after a week off, uh, the table has changed slightly, uh, but there is no change at the top. So the leaders are still Exeter. They drew two all with Leighton Orient, um, a very late penalty for Exeter, saving a point there for them. Second place, Swindon. Uh, they had a comfortable 3-0 home win against Macclesfield. Third place uh, is Forest Green. Uh, they beat Colchester 1-0. Uh, Newport have moved down to fourth after they lost 2-0 to Northampton. Uh, Newport finishing that game with 10 men. Crew, who have also moved down to fifth, lost at home to Cambridge by three goals to two. Uh, Crew were uh, down to 10 men in that one as well in the first half, and they actually took the lead in the second half by 2-1, but ended up losing the game. And Cheltenham beat Salford away 2-0. They're in sixth. And the last playoff spot is Bradford. They beat Walsall by a goal to nil. Uh, so Stevenage are rooted to the bottom. Uh, they still have yet to pick up a win, and they are only one. They are only one point behind Scunthorpe um, as well. Uh, Stevenage lost three two to Carlisle. Uh, so we we'll move on to Yeovil uh, in the National League. Uh, well. What a great couple of weeks has been, like Rich said, in the first half. Four wins uh, on the bounce now. And at the weekend, they beat AFC Fylde uh, 3-2. Yeovil went three up in that one. Murphy and Hippolyte scoring the first two. And the new signing, Jimmy Smith, scoring on his debut. Uh, so Yeovil are up to fourth in the league now. They're three points off third. Uh, so, yeah, it's good to see uh, them doing really well at the moment and their next two games are away to Sully Hall and Aldershot so yeah makes a change didn't it Chris from last year yeah, fourth. Something, to, like, something, they... something to celebrate for them yeah well they're up to fourth now so just, well, long just got to keep going continue. keep going I think with their good luck charm personally we I hope they know season. I hope they know this last season we definitely were not <laughs> no, but things things can change. Uh, so yes, that's the EFL and National League updates. So we're just going to touch on predictions uh, briefly. Uh, so Pete, our our resident quiz master, was our guest this week. Not not a great score. Um, no. He only managed three, but I only managed six, and you only managed nine, Chris. So it was pretty um pretty poor. So the table is is wide open we're still yet to have two people on the same score which i think is a is a real bonus for this season and up next is friend of the podcast adam who is hoping to improve on his zero from last year so he he is (laughs) he he is in the zero club joined only by lewis um the only person to score zero last year last uh season um he's got leicester to win against Spurs yeah, so uh, yeah. <laughs> mm, I'm not sure about that um anyway so uh the the matches will be on social media either later today or tomorrow I think they'll be going on and then obviously just just keep an eye out over the uh over the weekend for the scores um so here we go new feature so mm. you may have seen on um on social media that we have decided to join join the FA Cup early this year. So uh, we're looking at the second qualifying round, which takes place this coming Saturday. Uh, so just to give you a bit of background about what we did. So we chose 100 teams at random from the, I think there's 80 ties at the weekend. So it's a lot of matches. Yeah. Um so we picked a hundred teams at random um, and we decided the team that came out, we would, we would follow. So we would follow from uh, Saturday's matches um, and we'll follow it right the way through to the final. Basically up first is, is Runcorn town. So Runcorn will take on Farsley Celtic on Saturday and then whoever wins that, we will follow them and so on and so on and so on. Uh, right up until the final, so it will be something that we will uh, will keep going throughout the season. Um, and I think it would be good to we'll, we'll keep an eye on them. We'll keep an eye on Runcorn. So we're going to do a bit on them today, um, 
just just to get them to to know them a bit better we are sort of well we are officially following them we are we are yeah. runcorn we are runcorn fans runconians um, we are runconians <laughs> so for i mean they they may not be a team that's um familiar to everybody that that listens to us so we we're, we're going to try and educate you and you just get a bit of awareness for them really so Runcorn Town, also known as Town, they currently play their football in the North West Counties Football League Premier Division and they sit in ninth place after five games with three wins and two defeats. But we can absolutely put a positive spin on that. With games in hand, they could go into the top four if they were to win the games Ooh. in hands against the team above them. Uh, they've played in the Premier Division since 2011-12 season after gaining promotion from Division 1 by finishing as runners-up. Um, and the first season back in the Premier Division, they've also finished runners-up. So, so runners-up in the first division, promotion, runners-up in the Premier Division the very next season. Um, so they were formed in 1967 under the original name of CKD and played in the Runcorn Sunday League. They changed their name to Mond FC in 1970 and they played under that name until the beginning of the 2005-06 season where they changed to their current name of Runcorn Town. The club's first adventure in the FA Cup came in the 2011-12 season where they played Bryhouse Town and won 4-1. Scott Burton became the club's first ever goal scorer in the competition. That's quite an honour, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, the best performance in the Cup was in the 2014-15 season where they reached the third qualifying round but ended up losing to Norton United. Uh, record appearance holder with 281 is Danny Dalton and James McShane holds the club record for goals, scoring 157. Uh, here's, here's a good stat. I'm just going to put this into context. So their record home win in a Cup competition is 22-0 against Roundhouse Rovers in the Runcorn Senior Cup. But I'm just going to put that into a bit of context for you. So I did a bit of research. So Man City's record cup win is 12-0. Liverpool's is 9-0. Spurs' is 13-2. Arsenal's is 12-0. And Chelsea's is 9-1. Runcorn's is 22-0. That is one hell of a result. So... Yeah, we 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 we're, we're following Runcorn, so we've got them in our predictions challenge for this <clears> weekend. <throat> um, Chris is clearing his throat because he's. <laughs> I, I think I'm a bit more involved in this than Chris is because <laughs> I, 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 out of the three of us, I've gone for a Runcorn win. So I have gone for Runcorn to to beat Farsley Celtic two nil. Um, Chris and Adam haven't. But I think it would be really good. I think it's first of all, I think it's it's right that we are putting a bit of a spotlight, whatever we can do to put a spotlight on these on the the, the, the lower league clubs in at this stage of the FA Cup, I think is a good thing. Oh, yeah. And I would I would like Runcorn to have a bit of a cup run so we can we can do a Get bit on the them final. each week. Yeah, well, you never know. Well, yeah, you never know. You never know. But we have um We've also got in touch with the club as well, so we've dropped them a note to um, to say what we're doing. Um, and then we've, we've got a be... bit of a following, haven't we, on social media? Like on... Yeah, we have. Follows, yeah, which is a few good. Committee members, which is not which is good to see. So, which is yeah, absolutely. So, um, we we have said that we're going to be doing a, a bit of a segment on them tonight. I just I hope we've done it justice. Um, and look, hopefully, if they if they stay in the competition after the weekend, we can uh do a bit more next week and then um i think i think they're our first team we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on them anyway so um best of luck to run corn um at the weekend and i've got everything crossed that they progress i'm disappointed I'm, I'm disappointed chris i i would have given up the, the the three points on the predictions challenge to uh free test to, to support our team oh well 10 of you get it right yeah okay so that was that was runcorn town but again best of luck to them so we're going to do a few other things in the build-up to to the match on saturday um and then obviously we'll we'll 
we'll, we'll try and keep keep our social media channels updated with, with the result as and when it sort of comes in. So think, fingers crossed anyway. Um, so we'll move on, Chris. Your turn. Wonders of White. I hope I haven't yeah. stolen all your stats again. You've, you've you stepped done on my about, toes slightly. You haven't done about Runcorn's Cup. No, no, you. but you, you have stepped on my toes a little bit with one of them. Oh, I'm kind sorry. Of, kind I'm of. sorry. Uh, so I'll just do that one first. So um, Southampton have won three consecutive away games in all competitions without conceding a goal for the first time since 1986. And that's the one I trod on your toes on kind of yeah because you said the last league games but if you include the cup competition as well they didn't actually concede in that either so. yeah it's not Maybe the same it. then <laughs> it was kind of the same <laughs> okay i, I okay. trod on your little toe just yeah. uh gareth bell has been directly involved in 19 goals in the last 19 home appearances for wales that's 14 goals and five assists one man team. No, they're not really. I'll take that back. I think Wales yeah. have got some really uh, good players. I'll take that back. Uh, Sadio Mane has never lost a Premier League home game in which he has found the net, winning 32 and drawing two. And hence he's the most important of the three. Yeah, kind of. Okay, and Chelsea have become the first team in Premier League history to have 11 consecutive Premier League goals scored by players aged under 21. Sorry, I nodded off when you said Chelsea. Yeah. That is... Um, that's history there, mate. That is... That's, that's a good... Yeah. Taking go. the kids. I think, I think a lot of people doubted it. Me for one before the season. It's working um, so far, so yeah. yeah. Think, fingers crossed. Be a good game Sunday. Um, okay, so I think the only thing we've got left to do is get Pete's teaser wrong. So th- this is tricky. This is tricky. So I've, I think I think we need we need to sort of get, get rid of the runs we know. So, so Solskjaer, Mourinho, yeah. Yeah. Van Hull, yeah. Moyes, David Moyes, Ferguson. Alex Ferguson, right. Ron Atkinson. Yep. I'm out. See, this is where I've started. <laughs> <laughs> I am That's literally one, out. Two, three, four, six. five, six. So I think we almost say six and then we just add two or three to it. Okay, so... So when so Ferg- I'm sure Ferguson, yeah, I'm sure Ferguson joined United in eighty or eighty-one, sort of around when I was born. So we've got to fill eleven, 11 years. Twelve years. And Ron, well, Atkinson, Ron Atkinson. Well, Ron Atkinson was before, so, so we've got to fill sort of ten-ish years. There's got to be like three managers in there. I'm going to say 10. I'm going to say 10 and not spend too much time on it because I've got no idea. Okay. So 10 is, is ten is a relatively educated guess. Are you checking? I'm checking. Okay, so we're going for 10, yeah? So we've got... Um, so after Busby, we've got... We've got one, two... Three, four, five, six, eight is the total because you can't. Obviously, the question was you can't have the two that were on um, so like caretakers. So there's two of those. There's two so, two caretaker managers. So, so who's can, af- who's after Busby before so Atkinson? Including all of them is uh, Franco Farrell, uh, Tommy Doherty, Dave Sexton, Ron Atkinson, Alex oh, Ferguson, David. Ryan Giggs, Van Howe, Mourinho, Solskjaer. Ferguson took over in 86. Oh, well, there you go. I must have been uh, asleep for the so first six years of well, my life. Well, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You were right, there's ten, but two of them were caretaker managers, so the, the total was eight. Oh, I wish I could take credit. That was just a guess. But that's that, that's a that's a good question, Pete. So thanks, as always, Stumped for us. your uh, teasers. Yeah, that, I, I think the fact we got four in a row um, 
I think he brought the big guns out. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll have to admit defeat on that one. So we're four and one for the season. Um, so I think that pretty much wraps it up. Um, as we as we leave you, there's only two games in the Champions League that have actually got goals in. So Ajax are one nil goals. up. Ajax one nil up on Lille, which is obviously the same group as Chelsea, and Salzburg are three one up on Genk. Um, yeah, and that's it so far. All the other games, so Liverpool, Barcelona, uh, Chelsea, all, all nil nil at the moment. Dortmund v Barcelona. I think that's a Nice game, isn't it? Tasty game on paper, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's it for this week. So um, please, if you're listening, keep an eye out for Runcorn at the weekend. Up the Runcorn. Um, yeah, up the town. Um, so uh, it, it's a feature for us. I think it's good to get involved. I think that um, although we haven't heard back from the club yet, I'm sure they would appreciate any sort of follows or sort of contact on social media just to just to get involved, raise the profile. Hopefully, they can. They have a home. They have a home round. game tomorrow night, which uh, we will update you on as well. So they, they've yes. got a home league game tomorrow night, so we'll uh, keep you up to date with that one. Yeah, well. uh, and then. This episode, so episode five for this season, will be available. Oh, Genk have just scored three two, three two in the first half. Oh. Um, so we'll be put this this episode will be available um, in in the next twenty four hours. I think it will be online. Yep. Um, check out the website as always. We've got all our previous episodes on there. We've got the blog. We've got everything predictions related. Um, oh, sorry, correction, Genk. It must be VAR or something. It's just gone back to three one. Um, uh, so yeah, that's it. So it's four uh, one to Salzburg. It's four one. What is going on in this game? <laughs> what is going on? Someone scored at the wrong end or something. Um, anyway, uh, so thanks for listening. Um, enjoy your week, uh, and then we'll be back next week with all the action from the weekend. So see you next week. Yeah, speak to you soon. <laughs>